Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, depending on who you talk to, the electoral vote is 227 to 213. Or it's 224 to 213. Or it's 231 to 213. It all depends on whether or not you think Arizona was actually called for Joe Biden, if that's proper. This was a nail-biter. And the election is not over, except for the fact that the election might be over. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. I come for Trump supporters with not a rosy picture. Conversations galore about the remaining votes in Pennsylvania, where you have the absentee ballots uh, that are well in favor of Democrats. It doesn't mean that the votes will be. It means that the absentee ballots are. In Georgia and North Carolina where you still have the opportunity of areas in Georgia, for example, of Atlanta to be counted, only 92% in. You've got the president up 104,000 votes, but there are votes still to count. North Carolina, that could have an entire absentee conversation, even though the president is up 80,000 votes. Pennsylvania, the president is up 700,000 votes. But they still say there are votes to count. Then, of course, there's the standard ordinary shenanigans that are going on. Why was Arizona called for Joe Biden yesterday? It didn't make any sense. They called Arizona when they had only counted the absentee ballots and not the election day ballots. Right now, it's showing that Biden is up 51 to 476 with a 92,000 vote advantage. Maybe that's going to hold. Nevada? Nevada has decided, hey, how about we give the finger to the rest of the country? We won't even talk about results until Thursday at noon Eastern time. That's a true story. They're not doing anything else. They've got 86% of the estimated votes reported, which is a really weird way to look at it. The estimated votes reported. That's how the New York Times people look at it. Admittedly, very lousy reporting, but man, they do a great job with the map. I mean, they really do. Just an absolutely terrific job with the map right there. Now, it's funny. When I take a look at it at the CNN map, I only see... It's, it was at 82%. I see 82% in, but the New York Times tells me 98% in. So I'm not sure which one's the right answer. I'm also not sure where the shenanigans have been. There are conversations going on right now about all of a sudden ballots showed up in Michigan and in Wisconsin. And you saw vote totals for Biden go straight up. I don't know if that's just somebody who's really good at Photoshop or if that's the story. A minute ago, you've got Bill Stepien, who's the campaign manager for for President Trump, showing confidence, projecting confidence in the president's chances in Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, and Georgia. Wisconsin heading to recount territory. Well, that could be interesting, considering the vote difference is 20,000 votes. 20,000 votes. So there's a couple of questions to be asked here. Specifically, did the mail-in voting work? 
Or did the mail-in voting work for creating opportunity to have extra ballots? That's got to get looked at. Of course cheating has to be looked at. Or did something else happen? Did Donald Trump throw his best at this and just came up short in a bunch of states? Is Joe Biden just the luckiest son of a gun alive? And is there a difference between the presidential race and the other races that took place? Lindsey Graham wins in South Carolina. They said he was going to get beat. Mitch McConnell, cocaine Mitch himself. I love cocaine. Cocaine Mitch wins huge in Kentucky. How much did they put into that race, producer Ari? $100 million. $100 million. That's a lot of money to lose. That's a lot of money uh, to lose. How about Tom Tillis is still uh, looking solid in North Carolina? Still looking solid in North Carolina. How about uh, Tommy Tuberville winning in Alabama? Joni Ernst winning in Iowa? Corey Gardner did lose. He is a senator from Colorado. Martha McSally did lose. The senator from Arizona. But right now, in Michigan, John James, the Republican, leads the Democrat incumbent Gary Peters. Now that can change. Gary Peters can pull it out. But right now, the change in the Senate is one. One. Democrats didn't take the Senate. So even if Trump does lose to Joe Biden, and you have to start accepting the reality that it is more than probable. It's not I'm, more than possible. I would say even to the extent right now, as we see things probable, based on how some of the numbers play out. They didn't win the Senate. You know what Mitch McConnell is going to do for the next two years? Does he smoke cigars? Well, he should start. Everything that Democrats throw at him, every single thing, every bill, every nonsense, every treaty, every garbage, he's going to look at possibly President Biden, and he's going to look at that Democratic House, and he's going to say, You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> You're going to need congressional approval, and you don't have the votes. And then he's going to sit back and sip himself some bourbon trail bourbon. Wait, I don't know if the man drinks. And that's it. And he's going to say, you know what? I'll wait till 2022. I'll wait for some midterms. I'll get myself some help. All is going to be good. Mitch McConnell is going to be public enemy number one. That's all there is to it. But it means that we could have two years of absolutely nothing happening. Absolutely nothing happening. Which, as producer Ari will tell you, the markets love. Oh, they love it. They love it when nobody does anything. And there's going to be a whole conversation about whether or not Republicans in the Senate can move Biden to certain things. Because Biden doesn't have any strength. Biden doesn't have any backbone. You want to argue that you beat Donald Trump? Well, I don't know if you have or you haven't yet. There are going to be a lot of lawsuits. There's going to be an insane amount of lawsuits. But let's be perfectly clear for anybody who supported Joe Biden because you hate Donald Trump. Whatever. Biden has no backbone. Biden has no spine. 
Biden is good and decent? Yeah, sure, whatever you say. Uh, let me, let me uh, quote somebody smarter than me when I say, uh, blah, 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 blah. Stop being crazy. You sound ridiculous. But let's see if he'll get tough on China. Let's see if the Senate can push him, hit on him every single day. Let's see if he's really willing to tax the way the progressives who voted for him want him to tax. Oh, by the way, polling, that's over. My days of prognostication, my days of looking at something, being able to try and read the tea leaves to the tea leaves, that's over. Over! And it's not just me. Polling is going to go into spasms because they don't have it right. They don't have it together. They don't know what just happened in this election. They're still not sure of what happened in this election. But we're going to start going over it. Does Donald Trump still have a chance? Let us figure that out. Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com is with us to break it down. That is coming up in two minutes. Keep it here. So let's take a look. Where are President Trump's opportunities? What were the opportunities last night that were missed? How is Biden able to possibly sneak in and take this thing? And oh, by the way, does anybody ever believe a pollster again, anywhere, anytime, for any reason? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833 got Tony, 833 468 8669. Ed Morrissey joins us right now from Uh The book Going Red, which talks about uh, how you win elections. You can find that at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. I want to go over a couple of things uh, with you and, and see where your head is on this as we take a look at some of. What, what it is we're seeing, this Pennsylvania vote, this Arizona vote, this Georgia and North Carolina vote, there are what's happening in Michigan, there's already conversations of voter fraud, conversations of votes just dumped in the middle of the night, and then there's this question of why in the world did they start stop counting, why did they stop counting, and then why in the world was Fox calling Arizona for, for Trump before they even had a, the slightest clue. So let's start from the basics. You take a look at the results so far. It's the day after Election Day. Are you surprised, not surprised, shocked, or just mildly amused? <laughs> well, Tony, thanks for having me on again. Um, I'm mildly amused by the way you framed that, actually, so there you go. Um, I, I don't think I'm surprised. Uh, I think I'm, the only thing that really surprises me is how, um, how much the pollsters actually missed this call, I knew that they were going to be off. I wasn't quite sure how far off. Uh, you take a look at Pennsylvania, and granted, we haven't seen the 1.4 million ballots that are still sitting out there um, that are going to be counted this week, but Trump won everything else by about uh, 600,000 votes or so. I mean, he really did do a, a good job in Pennsylvania. Um, so, you know, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Arizona, those are three states that look like um, he's given back. And uh, we can't really be sure on any of those three quite yet. But it doesn't surprise me that um, 
that we're seeing uh, this vote come out of Wayne County. That's Detroit in Michigan. Uh, I was looking at this last night when Michigan was, you know, hanging on. Uh, Trump had uh, a narrow lead in Michigan, and I was pointing out that we really hadn't heard much from Detroit yet, and that's where a lot of the votes are. So once they started counting Detroit, um, it didn't surprise me that the count went against Donald Trump. I was kind of hoping that it would be more of a, you know, 60-40 split in, in Detroit, but clearly that wasn't the case. So when we take a look at Michigan and those 16 electoral votes, are you somebody who writes those off completely and say, well, you took your best shot, but those are gone, those are done, and they ain't, and you got to think of another way to victory? No, I don't think so. I mean, first off, you can always ask for a recanvas. You can ask for a recount. Um, you can even challenge after a recount in most states, I think all states. And I think that uh, we're already hearing from the Trump campaign that they're going to be doing that in Wisconsin, or at least they're thinking very strongly about doing that in Wisconsin, where the margin is actually slightly greater at the moment. Uh, it's 21,000 votes in Wisconsin. It's only right now about 13,000 votes in Michigan. It has so shrunk to 10. That if they've got recount ideas in Wisconsin. They'll have a recount idea in Michigan as well. It, it, and, so, uh, so two things, Ed. Hold on, let me interrupt you. It has shrunk to 10,000, but this thing is in flux in, in literally every minute. And number two, I want to make sure everybody understands me. I am not suggesting that Donald Trump shouldn't fight. You should fight for every vote because right. one of the conversations, Ed, is the idea of shenanigans and allowing all this mail-in voting, allowing people to go after time and allowing votes in post uh, post the uh, election day. Well, in Wisconsin, they're not uh, allowing that. But these mail-in ballots create great opportunities. What kind of success would the Trump team need to see in terms of fraudulent mail-in ballots or issuematic, problematic mail-in ballots that need to be thrown out? Before they say, you know what, we're challenging this everywhere. Well, you, you can't challenge it everywhere. You have to challenge it state by state. So, I mean, you have to pick it. You have to you have to do it in the states. It's a state-run process. It's not a federally-run process. So, you know, they'll pick their spots here. Uh, I don't know that this is a an artifact of mail-in ballots here in in Wayne County. This may just be. The, the, the ballots being counted as, the, as ballots are being counted normally. Wayne County was just really late in reporting. That's not unusual for um, for cities, especially larger cities, to come in really late with, with counts. It happens all over the place. Um, and so, uh, again, the, the remedies here are still the same. You re-canvas to make sure that the, the precinct totals are correct. Then you recount to count every ballot again. And then you challenge if you think that some of the ballots were counted improperly. That's the process, and they're going to have to do that state by state. Talking to Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. Why is it taking so long? As, as, as we see some of these states that stopped counting and then started again, does that strike you at all as odd, as peculiar? I don't recall that in 2016 at all. And is this all because of what we've seen in the mail-in? No, I don't think that that's the case. I, I, I've seen other states do this. I mean, Arizona and Nevada are, are doing it apparently, too. And I think what happens is that everybody went home and picked back up in, again in the morning. Um, most of the time, because overwhelmingly we vote in person on, on, and overwhelmingly on Election Day, we're used to the idea that we're going to have results by the end of the night or early in the morning. Uh, but in truth, states... Uh, keep counting the, the 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 you know the media folks call the state but they're still counting and the, and the votes still roll in for days 
uh, after that. And that was true in 2016, too, because we were talking about vote totals for each person, and those vote totals kept changing day by day because the states continue to count the ballots. Uh, it's just that most of the states, the, the ballots that are left to count won't change the results of the, of the election, and so they, they, they call it Texas for Trump. They call California for, for um, Biden, and um, you know, they called Minnesota for, for Biden last night. Uh, they're still counting uh, ballots there, but it's not going to get close enough for, for Trump to come anywhere near Joe Biden in my, in my state here. You mentioned the polls earlier, right? And that the pollsters, yeah. well, what what is to trust? But you right now take a look at Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, uh, North Carolina and Georgia. It, it's it's very possible that Biden could have himself a much larger electoral vote lead, even though these decisions are are certainly razor thin in in each state. Um, what do you think the pollsters are getting wrong, and how in the world do they possibly rebuild a trust with America? Well, I think some pollsters get it wrong, and when they do, they get it wrong big. I mean, Wisconsin, they had Biden winning that by 6.5%. This is the RCP aggregate average, and Biden is narrowly ahead by less than a percentage point in Wisconsin. That's a pretty big miss. Uh we don't know about Pennsylvania yet because, again, we've got all these mailed-in ballots that are still left to be counted, um, but because they didn't count those up front like most of the rest of the states did. But right now, Trump's got a almost an 11-point lead in, in Pennsylvania, and they were saying Biden was plus 1.2. Um, you know, Michigan, Biden was up 4.2 in the aggregate polling, and it's still razor thin there. It's less than half a percentage point that's separating the two of them there. Uh, so, you know, there's uh, even in Texas, you know, Trump was up by 1.3 percent in the polling. He ended up winning it by close to six points. So there's clearly some they're missing something. And this is not the first time that this has happened. It happened again. It happened four years ago. And I think it has to do with their methodology. I think they're having trouble getting people to answer the phone. They're having trouble with certain segments to, to uh, you know, confide in them. And you got guys like Robert Haley at, at Trafalgar who are saying that they've got a, a solution to that. And last time out and this time out, apparently, they came much closer than most of the rest of the pollsters, especially the media pollsters, which are way off, way, way off. As you see this going and finishing out, can Trump pull this out, or is Joe Biden the next president of the United States? I would say that there's, there are paths for Trump to, to pull this out, but it's probably going to have to be through recounts or challenges. I think the, 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 the best likelihood here is that Joe Biden won the election. See, I'm in the same place. Yeah. I'm in the same place. I, I, I take a look, and, and I'm doing the math. It's, it's not what I wanted. But it is indeed uh, the reality. I'm very curious to see where the legal challenges are going to go. And you know what I brought up earlier? I'm thinking about it myself, and I think there's something to it. If you are to take a look at Michigan, and you're able to prove that there are mail-in ballots that shouldn't be counted, of course it's state to state. I agree with you. I think you'll see the Trump administration now do it. Okay, we're going to every state, and we're challenging everything, because look what we just discovered. And if there's X number of percentage they think that are, are going to be seen as, as ballots that, that can't be utilized, well, that could make the difference in just one or two states, and one or two states is all you need. 
Well, gotcha. then they're only going to challenge in the one or two states that, that's going to that, that's going to help out. I mean, <laughs> self-interest in mind here too. They're not going to challenge it in in, in places where they've won uh, because you don't want to reopen that can of worms. They'll, they'll let the Biden campaign um, uh, do that work for them. Uh, you know, we saw a, lot of, a little bit of this four years ago too. Um, Hillary Clinton didn't do it, but uh, the Green Party candidate did. I can't remember her name. Um, uh, she she asked for recounts in Wisconsin, in Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Jill Stein. Jill Stein. Thank you, Jill Stein. And so we we've, we've seen some of this, um, and we're going to see it this time only. This time it will be Trump that's that's driving this. I'll tell you what you won't see. You won't see a concession speech from Donald Trump. Ha! No. No. You won't see a hey. It was fun. I tried to help you people. You didn't want it. Now you suffer. It won't be one of those. It won't be like an Ed Koch kind of speech. <laughs> Or, or a Richard Nixon, you won't, you won't have Dick Nixon to kick around anymore. Right. The, I, that, that is a good one. Ed Koch said, you know, when, when people said to him after David Dinkins, oh, we need you back. No, no, no. You voted. Now you suffer. Like, that's just, that's as perfect a New York mayor. Uh, you can't get that with Bill de Blasio anymore because he likes your suffering. He thinks it's good. Ed Morrissey is his name. Hotair.com. Be sure to check him out. The book Going Red. Get that at Amazon.com or Refined Books are sold I, I i have to tell you you got to deal with your reality as it is guys not the reality you want the reality as it is these numbers don't look good these numbers came too close the pollsters are all wrong i wasn't kidding I, i'm out what i'm going to start focusing on is the opportunity oh i think trump should fight let me say it again I think Trump should fight. And there are reasons to feel good. Those reasons start in the House of Representatives. I'll get into that coming up. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.